Hello and welcome to DSUF, Determined Spirits, Unquenchable Faith. I am Craig Burns, elite athlete and former Australian national champion, as well as Commonwealth Games and World Championships representative. I want to share with you high-performing young people so that you can learn from them how to be effective and powerful. We'll talk about success, fear, greatness, happiness, and how all those things play a part in the experience of life. So let's do it. G'day and welcome to the show and thank you for joining me for another episode of the DSUF, Determined Spirits, Unquenchable Faith Podcast. Now, I'm really excited to share with you guys today the chat I had with Morgan Mitchell, who is one of Australia's most talented and -and up-and-coming athletes within track and field. She recently represented Australia, so she put the green and gold on at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. And she really is one of those athletes we're definitely gonna see a lot more of in the coming years. Before we get stuck into the interview, I wanna do a quick shout out to the podcast sponsor who is Vivo Active. Now, Vivo Active make the best quality protein. Like it's it's raw, it's organic, and it's plant-based protein. And I've been an elite athlete for over 10 years. And throughout those 10 years, I've tried different protein powders, and you know they all sort of give me different um, different results depending on how much you spend and where they're made and what quality they are. But a good friend of mine recently started creating and wanted to make this raw and vegan and organic plant-based protein powder alternative. And man, it is good stuff. It tastes so great. It doesn't give me any issues like at all, like no gut issues at all. And it gives me really great results, both energy-wise out in the track and also strength-wise in the gym. And I get like awesome lean muscle gain from it as well. So guys, check them out. To do that, go to vivoactive.com.au. That's v-i-v-o-active.com.au. And because you're awesome and because you're listening, you can give yourself a 10% discount when purchasing online from the Vivo Active website by using the coupon code DSUF10. That's DSUF10. Alrighty, let's get stuck into this interview. I had so much fun chatting with Morgan. She is a great friend of mine that I've had the absolute privilege of being on a few um, athletics teams and trips with her and she's a whole lot of fun and I'm sure you'll get a laugh from a few of her off-the-cuff answers within the interview as well. We ended up chatting about her cake cooking methods um, which are actually pretty interesting so um, stick through the interview and you'll find out how Morgan Mitchell cooked a pretty mean cake. Anyway without further ado please enjoy and let me introduce to you Morgan Mitchell. Cool. I am here with the lovely Morgan Mitchell. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how are we? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Up on the uh, Gold Coast. Beautiful here, isn't, isn't it? it? Oh, incredible. So what are you doing? What are you here for? 
Oh, I wish I was chilling, but I'm here for a, um, a training camp yep. just before the Olympics. Um, we've got a race this weekend just to see how the body's looking. But, yeah, just here up for two weeks, getting some sun because Melbourne, you know, I'm sure you've seen the weather it's updates. It's disgusting. Gross. Abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm loving it up here. People think this is winter, but this is like yeah, you're a in, Melbourne summer. You're in shorts and a shirt <laughs> and I'm like in long pants and a jumper, but that's fine. Crazy. <laughs> um. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to let me ask you a few questions about you yeah. and what you're up to. And yeah, like off the bat, congratulations for your uh, selection thank into you. the Olympic Games this year. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know what to say. Sorry. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Um, okay, let's get stuck into the questions. So, what is it that has you be who you are? Asked differently. Why are you the way you are? Why am I the way I am? Oh, that's actually a pretty good question to start <laughs> things off, isn't it? It's got me thinking. Why am I? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if I told you my life story, you'd be quite shocked, I think. Okay. I could just leave it at that and say that's, a what, that's why the way I am and leave it open to you guys. But, I mean, you experience different things. Like, you know, growing up in a family with a single mum, that shapes you as a person. You know, going from being a netballer to training once a week on the track and then making the Commonwealth Games team. You know, you travel around the world, you see things, and all these experiences I've had over the years do shape me. Um, it's a very tough one. Why am I the way I am? It's just, it's through experience. You see different things, it changes my personality. And I mean, I, tr I try to stay t true to who I am and what I believe in. Um, but yeah, it's all, I am always changing, and I think that's a pretty good thing to pretty good trait to have as a human always changing always learning and it's exciting okay. um the way i am though like i hear it from different people they think i'm this outgoing nutcase and then other people think i'm shy and reserved and i don't know i'm like maybe i've got bipolar i don't know <laughs> um, but yeah it's just through experience that's is this answering the question yeah, like yeah. that's kind of why the way i am it's yep. just through experience purely that yeah, yeah. and then in your answer, you also said that, you know, you change um, through yeah. experiences, like they might change you, but at the same time, you stay true to the beliefs you have. Yeah. So the beliefs you have, you've had them, I guess, you know, since an early age. Yeah. Those specifically, how do you think you got about having those? Easily, and, yeah. And like, as an example, maybe what, what, what things do you believe in? Yeah. Always, that kind of sounds like I'm contradicting myself, doesn't it? No, no, I'm no, being no. Cha I'm changing, but I still have my beliefs. No, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I think it all came from mum. She's probably the one that has, you know, paved the way and let us experience things on our own. But, you know, I believe in just being an honest person. Sometimes you've got to be brutally honest and people might not like me for that. Um, sometimes you've just... She, she's more of that happy-go-lucky, just-do-whatever-you-want kind of girl. <laughs> and she definitely transferred it over to us. Like, we don't really care too much we care about life but we're too carefree sometimes about life yeah. uh, we don't stress too much and that's what i believe in is like it's too precious to care or yeah. to get caught up in yeah to get really significant yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah do you know what i mean like too many people these days are too worked up in working their nine to five job trying to earn money just to live in their house like mm. screw that <laughs> money comes and goes sometimes it's not going to come in as fast as it you know, you could spend it, mm. but if it's if you know it's always going to be there, you've got to live a little and experience things. And that's one thing I kind of have to thank Mum for. Like, we didn't, we weren't the richest family. Like, I guess we were, well, like, we we're doing okay, 
But at the end of the day, she said, don't worry about the small things like that because at the end of the day, you've still got to live. Yeah. And that's the most important thing, I yeah. think. Yeah. Being happy is what I believe in, really. At the end of the day, just being happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, how do you be happy? Oh, how do I be happy? <laughs> Online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, going out, you know, it's... It's from the smallest things like listening to good music to eating good food. Like that's just, I'm a pretty laid back person in that sense. Like that can just make me happy. Doing my, you know, within reason, doing my own thing, I guess. Yeah, I get told off here and there. <laughs> I'm sure you, we've shared a few stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, not correct. <laughs> but, um, you know, th- th- just doing what I want makes me happy, really, and not kind of being told what to do all the time. You know, obviously on the track, I'm going to get told what to do, but yeah. when it's my life, I'm not going to let others control it. That's just a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah, no point. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, there's not, and that's just what I believe in. Yeah, mm. awesome. How and when did what you do now first begin? Oh, there were two phases, I guess. I started... Are we talking about, like, the track side? Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was little, I was that chubby little kid. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, God. <laughs> Took a while to get that off. <laughs> and, yeah, I think back in the early thousands, you know, obviously after the 2000 Sydney Olympics, athletics was the thing to do. Mm. And mum just enrolled me and my sisters did it as well. And we were a very sporty family. Like, I've done every sport you could think of. Mm. Um and then, you know, you'd, I was a cross-country runner. What the hell? <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, so fit 1500. Yeah. That's where yeah, that background. And athletics was fun. I just loved to run. Um, and then I got sick of it. Like, you know, when you hit your 10, 11, 12, and you just want to party, drink, meet people. So I dropped off from athletics and decided to live a little bit and have my fun. And then the Olympics got was announced, I think, just before 2012. And we were told that they would be in Rio. Yeah. And it was a dream of mine just to go to Brazil. I won't lie, I just wanted to go for the beach and the parties. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. fun. That sounds good, doesn't <laughs> Yeah, it? doesn't it? And then, um, you know, I thought, well, the only way I'm going to get there is if I run really fast. And that all started back when I went to my coach, my old coach, Berkey, in 2012. And I told him, I'm like, I want to I go to the uh, <laughs> Olympics, you know, in 2016. And he kind of chuckled. He's like, that's funny, but, you know, jog a few laps and we'll see how you'll go. And... You know, planted the seed with it. Yeah, and mm. seriously, like, 2012, year 12, I hated school, I won't lie. Um, oh, God, the amount of days I wagged is just sad. Really? Yeah, hated school. Still do. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Not for you. Yeah, no, it just yeah. wasn't my thing. Yeah. And um, I said, oh, well, you know what, um, this was, what, February? I just got the 400-metre national qualifier by 0.01. And I was on the plane to nationals and we had maybe two and a half, three weeks training. Um, and he said, look, we'll just go and have some fun. And I thought, yeah, I'm just here to get out of school anyway. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> Went up there, surprised myself and made the World Juniors team after winning the 400 metre final. Dropped about three seconds on my 400. Um, and that's when the ball started to, you know, get rolling. And we had World Juniors in Spain. Um, and from then on, I just got addicted to the travel, the lifestyle, the training and haven't really looked back. And now we're here. <laughs> yeah. So it's just happened by itself. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of hard work that went into it. Like, mm. it, it was a long four years. I mean, took 2013 off because I was injured. Um, came back in 2014 and that was my first senior year. Um, 18 years old, immature as all hell, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can remember. Everyone does. Um, pretty funny. You've got to laugh at those times, yeah. eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's life. It's That's experiencing exactly, what you're exactly. experiencing in life. In 20 years' time, I'll look back and just laugh at myself. Like, you'll probably love it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't regret anything. No, like, great. Idiot, but I don't regret it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't change it for the world. 
Um, but you know, it took me to athletics has taken me to, uh, well, both of us anyway, yeah. like to a few places. Like yeah. we had the Bahamas, yeah. you know, Glasgow, and all the things in between. And then 2015, we had another year going away, and now we're here. Like it's pretty incredible because time has actually flown. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> seems to go quick, huh? Oh, too quick sometimes. <laughs> so I guess from telling your coach in 2012, your, your previous coach, yeah? yeah, 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 telling your coach in 2012 that you wanted to go to the 2016 Olympic Games. Um, what were the steps you've taken in between? And I know you just said, you know, you made the junior team. Yeah. Um, but tell us a bit about, like, the work involved and how, like, I'm sure in 2012 you had no idea what it was going to involve. No. And so how, how did you find <coughs> out what it was going to take and, and what was that process? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, <coughs> in, in short. Anyway. Yeah, in short. Yeah, I guess I went from someone that was training once on the track, maybe twice on the track a week. Yeah going to the gym whenever my friends went to sitting down with AA Athletics Australia and they said well this is these are the steps you're gonna have to take and we upped the ante each year a little bit not a lot because um, we thought 18 years old you're still young haven't peaked yet so yeah we upped the ante on the training I found my new coach Peter Fitzgerald Berkey's still a big part of my career like I'll always have him there because um, 11 years you can't just ditch someone like yeah. that that's put in all that time and effort um, found a new coach, I've gone vegan, like, that's another thing, that's another story, it's not just for athletics, um, but yeah, it's just, it's mainly just realising, watching my idols, you know, work hard, and I've realised that you're not going to get there through pure talent and fluffing around, You've, there's going to come a time where you have to put in the work, yeah. and I think I finally switched on at the end of Nationals last year, in 2015, that's when I thought, okay, I think I'm ready, I'm mature enough to now take it to that next level. Mm. And it was it was a slow process, but we got there. Mm. And we're, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. I wouldn't yeah. change anything I've been through for the world, otherwise I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. So it was, it was a tough four years, but we got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you respond to change? Uh, you know, I adapt pretty well, I mean, when you grow up having to change houses, change schools, change cars, you kind of just get used to it. Like, I just see it as another step in life. Um, you know, you're changing age every year. Like, <laughs> changing age sounds dumb, but you're turning, you know, a new number each year, and that's change in itself. You're growing older. So I think that just comes naturally. Like, there's no point in dwelling on the past or what you want or what could have been. If you really want something, you know, in the future, I'd like to call myself a two-time, three-time Olympian. Mm. I know I'm going to have to make changes to get there. Mm. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, well, willing to do it. You know, it's not, you don't know if you don't try, like I said before. Mm. And it's fun because if you don't like that kind of change, you can always change it to something else and you can hop on the, all these ideas or, you know, you find all these ideas and put them together to make one big idea. And I, I think that's pretty cool. It's, it keeps it interesting and different. It keeps life interesting and very different. And if it was just one straight line, I probably would not be running track. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or doing anything that's just boring. Like, so you're yeah. making a pun at 100 meter runners? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. No. <laughs> Whoopsie. So who do you work work with? Tell me about you know your coach and the support teams or the support people you work with. Okay, so I've got my coach Peter Fitz. Um, he's actually back from his subway trip. Uh, so he he was actually an Olympian too, back in 1976. Handy to have an Olympian as a coach. Yeah, yeah, mm. so he knows what's up, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's obviously changed a lot now, but he, can, he still gives us a bit of insight. So I've got him and a squad of about eight guys and Ash Whitaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know Ash. And um, they're probably the biggest part of my team, I think. Like, they're the ones that take me around the track and 
like hit all the times that I need and they're amazing like right now I've got Nathan McConkie up here and he's just in sync with me like he's following a di vegan diet he'll wake up he'll get the coffee with me he'll help me and sometimes I'm like I can do it I feel so bad <laughs> like I can carry my bags it's okay but it's amazing when you've got that kind of support yeah. I mean I've got um Maury Plant my race manager and also a good friend his son's in my squad Rory, here's your shout out, mate. Like, <laughs> soak it up because it's not going to last. <laughs> he loves it. Um, he's been amazing. And you've got Kath Freeman. Um, she's been obviously just invaluable. Like it's amazing the amount of stories and all that that she's, you know, talked me through. And her husband just happens to be my manager, James, which is really cool. And then I've got mum. I mean, I've got, you know, the sponsors here and there, but it's good when you've got this small, tight team. And it, I need us to all be on that same page. Otherwise, we'd all just fall off. And obviously Berkey, sorry, mm. um, as a mentor, another mentor I've got. Um, but I like to keep it small. I like to keep the group quite tight. I've got the, you know, like the primary group and then the secondary group where I've got my masseurs and all that. But they're probably the main group. And um, that's the thing. They, they just know what I want. They're willing to help. And I'm just grateful for that because there aren't too many people in this world that want to lend a helping hand to someone that's trying to make it. And at the end of the day, when I've done everything I want, all I want to do is give back to those people and to everyone else that's helped me along the way because, you know, without them, I, prob I definitely wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. And so... I'm assuming in 2012, most of those people, like obviously your mum and, and your old, older coach, um, was there for you then. But I'm assuming most of those people weren't there then as they are now. So how did you come about, you know, getting that support and having those people work with you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it was after Berkey and I had realised we had to part ways. Yep. Um, and Com Games, I think when I, everyone says I shocked the athletics world in Australia with that 400 win. Oh my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I had a bit of, without, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I, I just said like, you know, I love Kath Freeman and, you know, I think everyone does really. Mm. And I, um, one of the girls up in AA helped just tee up a session where we met each other and we just clicked. Yeah. And um, we've just been, it's been an ongoing relationship ever since, which I'm just, you know, it's crazy. Um, I can't believe that I've got someone like her in my corner and she's always willing to help. And then, yeah, we found Fitzgerald <laughs> and he had the squad already there. So it wasn't too hard to find because Kath knew Maury, Maury knew Fitz. Yeah. It kind of just seemed to work perfectly. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that, when, that it was just meant to happen yeah. at the end of the day. And it's crazy. Like, I don't believe in all that, but I kind of do <laughs> now that I sit back and think. Mm. It's worked perfectly. And, you know, it's smooth sailing from here, really. Mm. Um, you're going to have your ups and downs, but we just try to keep everything as positive as we can because I don't really like negativity <laughs> yeah. with so much going on in this world already. Hey, yeah. it's pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's the plan for Morgan Mitchell? And I'll, I'll ask the next question. I'll let you know what the next question is, <laughs> yeah. right? The next question is, what's the goal? Yeah. So two different questions. So what's the plan? Uh, if we're talking Olympics, it's to just keep training. We've got a few weeks left, obviously, about three weeks, and then we'll start tapering. We've had some brutal sessions so far, but mm. it's just live it day by day, I think. Don't yeah. think too far ahead because you can get so caught up that you forget to live in the now. I think that's why time keeps like ticking over a bit too quickly because I sometimes get sidetracked. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just... A keep the legs turning over and to land healthy in Rio that's the goal that would be the ultimate goal because I was saying before once you get into that village anything can happen people are going to break down it's just going to be chaotic yeah. and to just live in the now and just do you I think that's the best way to handle it at this point yeah. um, hopefully you know I'm mature enough now to make the right decisions I'd like to think um, 
but yeah, that's about it. I mean, and then I'll come after the Olympics. I'd like to revisit life and try a few new things. I reckon, but with everything that's going on, I just don't have time. I love that. I'll revisit life. I really. It's, like, it's external to who you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've got a few goals. Like, I'd like to help out with a few. Um, Oh, well, I mean, I'm with the Wolf Dean Foundation now and they're helping out young children, disadvantaged kids in certain areas, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to continue with that. Um, a few little vegan thing, vegan ideas I've got. <laughs> Me, the hippie chick, Jesus. <laughs> but I think that's good. I love my animals, so I'd like to try and help where I can there with Peter or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind going back to work, actually. Like, you do see these athletes that are like, oh, we're not earning enough money, we need more money and rah-rah, but... I think getting that part-time job does keep me grounded yeah. in a sense and then it does actually help for later in life when you do want to branch out so mm. with Adidas at the moment and I'd like to tee something up there but you know I tried to do it during the season and I thought I just gotta <laughs> drop all this and focus on running because my mind's always changing I've always got ideas going in and out and in and out and um, I just thought you know what just relax it doesn't have to happen now we have plenty of time I'm only 21 so I'm not stressed yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome so what's the goal? The goal is just land healthy. I'm not going to lie. There is no, that's literally the ultimate goal at this point. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I guess you could say I want to run a PV. Like, I know we're all there for fun and experience. And I mean, at the end of that, if I really have to think about it, we're all there for the medals. Because if it wasn't for the medals, I mean, that, why would they give out medals then? Yeah. You know, if it's not about the medals and winning. But I mean, it's my first Olympics. I'm going in to run against, you know, with people like Alison Felix and Sinead Miller. So a medal is basically out of the question. But when I get in there, I'll just keep an open mind because, like I said, people do break down. But, um, I mean, I'd like to try and run quicker than fifty my PB, 51-2. That'd be really cool, I right. reckon. But as long as I get there in the right mindset, I think I'll be, hopefully, I'll be okay. Um, I'd like to get out of the heat. I think everyone would. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to limit myself to anything. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it might be a bit of a boring question, just wanting to land, answer, sorry, just wanting to land healthy, but that's probably yeah. the main goal, just not get too far ahead of myself. Yeah. yeah. You said, or you mentioned mindset there. Yeah. Um, do you do you do any practices around mindset or? Definitely. Mindset? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've been, I, I like meditating a lot. Um, there's this YouTube, I'll have to link you actually, David McGraw. I listened to a few of his um, practices on YouTube and it's a half an hour meditation thing that I do a month out from any competition each night. I'll meditate. And so, just... you, so you just like start out. So what, you start out a month out from a competition yeah. with that particular competition in mind? Oh, no, well, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll pick a date. Like we put in, when you put in the hard work, it's all mental from there, isn't it? Like yeah. we're all li- I'm lining up against girls just as fit, if not fitter than me. And I know that if we're all in that physical shape, it comes down to who's the toughest mentally. Tough in the head. Yeah. yeah. And I really, I just like his voice, to be honest. Like, it's actually really calming. And you can think, sometimes I don't think about running. It's good just to think about life and appreciate. I find that it's a half an hour each night to appreciate the things that people have done for me or to appreciate where I've been and being like coming back to reality and just being grateful for all the um, experiences that I've had. And half the time, though, when I know it's time to switch on, I'll, a month out, I guess, I'll listen to him and visualise. Like nationals, I was just visualising every scenario, you know, once a night. I wouldn't play it too much in my head because I do try and live in the now, but I would dedicate a bit of time just thinking, this is what I'm going to do, this is where I'm going to do it. And, you know, I had just repeat, like in my head it was repeating, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And sure enough, I did that and I do actually take it back to the meditation, which I think people neglect that part of, mm. um, you know, being an athlete, really. Or, or anything. I think 
Like, yeah. the one thing I've heard a lot from a lot of people who are either you know, great at what they do, higher performers, high achievers, um, is that they, they meditate. Yeah. And they're so connected to how their mind works mm. um, and, and being mindful. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's, just, it's really cool to keep hearing the same thing oh, from, yeah. from all these people about being mindful. Yeah, yeah, it's great. yeah. And I think it's also good just to get back into that moment, I reckon, that people forget. You know, like think, I did think a bit too far ahead last year to the point where I just wasn't in the right headspace. And I think doing stuff like that does bring you back into the moment. Mm. And at the end of the day, there's more to life than athletics. There is. I know it's a very important part of my life, but, you know, if all goes wrong, I can always try something else. Like, there's always going to be a different path I can take to happiness. Like, that's the thing I love is that I do like to keep an open mind. If athletics fails and everyone's angry at me for failing, I really don't care. I'll go and try art or singing or piano or whatever and try and excel at that. If that fails, I can go and be a chef. Like, there's so many options. (laughs) And um, I just try not to get too caught up in the fact that I'm an athlete and people think I have to be this really professional, you know, macho kind of chick. It's just not me. (laughs) Great. What drives you? What drives me? Um, I just want to... It's pretty good. Like, oh, it's a lot of things. I do want to see... I do want to see how far I can actually get with my athletics. Um, so the unknown, like the unknown to the, to the limit. Where yeah. am I? How can yeah. I get there? Yeah. yeah, and seeing if I can, you know, do things like maybe go sub 50 or whatever. I reckon that's what drives me. You know, you hit one PB. It's addictive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You hit one PB, you travel to a country, you want more. Yeah. And I just want to keep going until I know that I just can't simply do any more. Have you told um, Kathy you're going to beat her PB? Yeah, yeah, Kathy, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll just drop a 47. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I've got to get sub 51 first. <laughs> like, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? <laughs> but I think I'd know when my body just has hit its peak. And that's one thing I'd like to try to see how far I can go. And another thing that drives me is I think it's just making mum happy. Like being a single mum and having to drive three girls all over Victoria for three different sports every Friday, Saturday and Sunday is incredible. Mm. And I just took it for granted when we were younger. Like I thought, this is what you're meant to do. You're my mum. Drive me to Bendigo, then take Brittany to Geelong two hours away and then live. you can go to Dandenong. And I thought, that's normal. And then I grew up and realised, wow, she actually put in a lot of work. And I just want to prove to her that all the time and effort that she did put in when we were younger, seeing the things she had to go through just to get us to where we wanted to be and to see us happy. I just want to try and prove to her that it did pay off. Um, I'd like to think it's paying off now. Mum, are you happy? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is seeing her happy. And I know people try, and say, try to tell me, you've got to do it for yourself. It's no one else, but she's a massive role model. Um, if only people knew what she's been through, it's incredible what she's done. And I do owe her a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just that. And just seeing how far I can get, really. And then, you know, the stuff like being able to <laughs> shop more and travel the world <laughs> and party and all that. All that's just you know, just fun. Yeah. you got to have fun, like yeah. I said. But deep down it is. It's those two things. Yeah. What gets in your way? What gets in my way? Uh, oh, gosh. Mr. Nice Guy's Bakery gets in my way. Oh, really? oh God, there's this bakery. It's a vegan bakery. It's a curse, seriously. In, in Melbourne? Yeah. You'll yeah. have to, if you're ever down, I'll take you seriously. It is nuts. That gets in my way. I could eat every single donut and pastry on the menu. <laughs> but other than that, I don't let anything get in my way. Like I was talking to a few of the juniors and they're going through that, you know, party phase. Yeah. And I just said, look, I think you should, I think it's still good that you're partying and learning because World Juniors is just meant to be fun. It's exciting because you do learn, but you've also got to have fun. Um, but at the same time, if you really want it when you're my age, you can't let stupid things like 
I don't know, four shots at the bar or whatever getting your way because it's every four years the Olympics comes, but you can party whenever you want. That's just the way I see it. Yeah. I don't let too much get in my way. I mean, it's a, when I hear that my friends are traveling Europe for the fun of it and going on these Kentucky tours, I'm so jealous. Don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. I'm just like, you guys are living. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, how many people can call themselves an Olympian? Yeah. And when I think about that, I just think nothing's getting in my way. That's just stupid. Like, <laughs> I mean, if people can't understand why I'm doing it, then are they really your friends? Are they really there to support you? And if not, just let them go. Who cares? Like, they're just not for me. I'm not for them. Um, move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the way I see it. And it comes back to just doing what you want. And so you, you surround yourself with people who are going to support you. And if people don't, what do you do about that? Oh, just cut them off. Cut them loose. Really? I'm not, not, hor- not, not in a horrible way. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you, they kind of detach themselves from you anyway. Like, they can't see why you're doing that and they don't want to be a part of it. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, well, our time, my time's too valuable to really care about if you, what you're doing and if you're actually going to care for me or yeah. I can't go out. I have, do have friends, don't get me wrong. I've got friends that understand and they're amazing. And when we do catch up, it's awesome. Mm. But you also get those people that want to be jealous and hate you because you're doing something that they can't because they can't be focused because they're too addicted to a different lifestyle. And it's like, that's just life, you know, like change. You're going to let one go. You know, there's plenty of fish in the sea, as they say. Seven billion people or whatever in this world. Yeah. I'm not going to let one friend... Dictate. Dictate my life. Yeah. Like, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, I've got one goal. Once I achieve that, then I can go on my Kentucky tours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds harsh, but it, I've never had a bad falling out with anyone. We just understand each other's goals and dreams and we move way, part ways. We might come back in the future. If not, I'll have fun with your life. Like, that's cool, man. I'm not here to control you. You're not here to control me. Like, yeah. that's just, that's not how, I don't think that's how the world should work. What's been your most enjoyable experience (laughs) (laughs) that you wish to tell? (laughs) God, which one? (laughs) Craig, my most enjoyable. (laughs) I'm literally thinking of (laughs) all the places we've been. Um, I would easily have to say, oh my God, my most, it was definitely winning nationals in 2014. That was a shock. Um, That was awesome. Mm after party was great (laughs) no but it was good like you know being able to reward yourself that was a really that was the turning point I think being able to do that and not giving up after running 53 and a half you know eight races in a row and to drop a whole second was special knowing my coach and I had actually done that like we did that two years in the making and we got there and that was special and then I think (laughs) the same thing actually back in 2012 when I started but definitely the Bahamas the, the first one in 2013 or the 2014, 2014, no, 2014 20, or 2015? Um, I reckon 2014 because it yeah, was the newest. Too. I did not like 2015. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like I feel like they put us in, in 2015, they put us in that really big hotel. Big hotel and it was just ridiculous. It was and, stupid. It was yeah. too much. And anyone would want to go there. What was it called? The Atlantis? Atlantis. Yeah. Like it looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, if you're a 12 year old kid, you're in your element. But mm. when you're an athlete, I didn't want to have to walk 4K just to get some food. food like, yeah. I think the first one was good because it was just a modest hotel. You've got the hot, you've got every country there. Mm. You're all mingling, and it was the first year for the world relays, mm. and the the Bahaman, Bahaman or Bahamian? Bahamian. Bahamian. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Someone Bahaman could, people. Yeah. I'm sure, someone can correct me. <laughs> um, but yeah, how amazing were they? Yeah. Like that was an experience and a half. Another place I've always wanted to go to, and I've ticked that box just purely because of my running. And I think it was yeah. 
first senior team, meeting everyone and all that, that made it pretty special. And you're in the Bahamas. Like, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> Don't want to stand on any toes or make anyone jealous, but that was how, it was the yeah. trip. Like, it was a lot better than Com Games. Loved it more than World Champs because it did take a lot of the pressure off because you just have to realise it's a team event. It's a bit of fun. And mm. I reckon easily that would have to be, you know, one of my favourite trips and I can't wait for next year. Yeah, yeah. Be great. Is mm. it Bahamas again next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And awesome. then the year after, they're trying to change it, but yeah. everyone's just saying leave it there. Like leave it there. they're killing it. Yeah, yeah. it's and, a great um, comp. Yeah, it's a great comp. Yeah, mm. and they know how to turn it on. Like remember the crowd? Mm. So lo- so oh loud. Oh my god! <laughs> With the voodoo, zaylas, yeah, and all the, the drums going. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so that was probably my favorite trip. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> What's been your least enjoyable experience? Least enjoyable, um, easily Commonwealth Games. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously being 18, I made the team and I was all excited. Um, and then I think I just got carried away thinking, yep, I've done the hard work. Now I don't have to work any harder. And So you say that because you won nationals that year. Yeah, I won nationals. And Commonwealth and Games was in four months Four months that. later. Yeah. And I just kind of, I did a lot with the media and behind the scenes stuff. And I just got carried away thinking that that was going to get me the time I wanted and the outcome. And it sucked. Like I gained weight and all that crap. And it was, now that I look back, I just laugh. I'm like... I needed that to learn. To learn, yeah. If I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be here. I could probably still be doing the same thing. (laughs) Um, But it did suck at the time because you had people bullying you behind your back and stuff. And, I mean, I try not to let that get to me because I'm sure they've got a floor I could pick out and, Mm. you know, attack, but that's just a waste of time. I just thought, you know, I want to prove these people wrong. I want to show them that that 52-2 isn't a fluke and that I actually can run. Um, And it took a while to get back there because I had a few injuries after that and... That was, yeah, that really hit hard, I think. I remember coming home crying, sitting in my room for like two days straight. I just wanted it all to be over and I wanted people to stop talking. Um, but I learnt. Like, if I had to take a positive out of it, I learnt. Like, mm. I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I said, I wouldn't be here. You have to go through the downtimes to experience things like this. And it did make me more focused, more committed to my sport and everything. And I don't want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to go back to that situation. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> Um, what is fear? What is fear? I, oh, I fear a lot, but at the end of the day, fear is just an illusion, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's it's natural. Everyone fears something, I think. People might act like they're not scared, but people do fear things because of certain experiences, and it's, that's a tough one. Like, Like, sometimes I'm not... I fear certain things, but unless you can actually attack it, that's when you can overcome that situation. So that's why that's when you know fear really isn't anything but in the mind. Mm. Um, and if you let the mind take over, then you're almost useless. Like you've got a brain, I guess, but you literally decide what you want to put into your brain. And I try all the time to not let fear get in, even though it does get in and it sucks. But once you can overcome those stupid thoughts, then you realize that fear actually isn't anything. Um, like still scared of the dark. Yeah, I hate the dark. That's a bit cute. <laughs> it's it's pathetic, actually. It's not not cute at all, but I hate the dark. Um, but, you know, I still got to get up in the mo- at night and go to the bathroom, and that's obviously facing my fears. Far <laughs> like, out. I, I'll always be scared, but every night I'll still go up and try and face my fears, and it's small baby steps like that that make you realise that I think fear just isn't a, isn't real, to be honest. Um if I had to give you, I couldn't give you a definition because I face a lot of fears and I've had to do a lot of things in my life standing up to certain people that have hurt me. And once you, yeah, like once you tackle those things, you just realise, well, 
it's not actually a real thing at the end of the day. Like, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> um, and, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that actually no. answers it, but that's Perfect. what I think about fear. That's good. What is excitement? Excitement. Um, ooh, excitement is... I was going to say food, but... <laughs> excitement is a feeling when you've achieved what you've wanted in life that's exciting achieving your goals I think Mm. Um, or even not having any goals like some people wake up in the morning excited and it's the fact that they've been able to wake up in the morning (laughs) like I love those people that can be grateful for every little thing that happens in their life and life is just exciting like one person if I had to give excitement a definition it'd have to be uh, don't hate me for this but it'd have to be Abby Delamotte okay that's excitement She's someone that I've never seen her cry. I've never seen her negative. I've never seen her down. Like, she just knows how to live. Yeah. And I've watched her a lot, and we've competed against each other since 2012. And she's just always in a positive frame of mind. And she just excites me. I see her, I'm like, oh, my God, my day is made. Like, <laughs> Abby is happy, and everything's going to go sweet. And I think it's just, ex- yeah, that's what excitement is to me, just being a happy person, achieving what you want, doing what you want and just living day by day like every day is different it's not the same and that's exciting in itself yeah yeah, yeah. what is failure failure mm. Ooh. to me failure is mm, that's a good one probably it's not losing a race or anything for me failure is not being happy with yourself not being content or whatever like I feel like, how do I put this without sounding like an idiot? <laughs> I'm trying to act all, you know, I know what philosophical. These, I know what these answers yeah, are. Yeah, because it's different for everyone, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally, like, and that's the whole point of this. Yeah, yeah, failure, it's, I think it's just not being happy with how you're going in life. Yeah, but, so is that oh, like, is that like, deep, like if you're not, val- like if you don't value yourself, is that yeah, what failure is yeah, for you? Yeah, that's yeah. what I think, but I don't want people to think, oh, well, I don't value myself, value myself enough, so I'm a failure. Okay. Don't be a wimp. You might be failing at the moment, but get off your ass and do something that's going to turn that. Like, yeah. that's what failure is. People, letting my mum down, I feel like, is a bit of a failure. Like, I hate seeing her upset. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I've had times where I've thought I'm a failure, but, you know, I might have lost a race. I'm a failure. But it's mm-hmm. like, hang on, at the end of the day, I can do other things than just run. So I'm not really that much of a failure. Okay. I might have failed at the goal, mm-hmm. but when I look at the bigger picture, it's like there's more to life than just athletics, like I said. And if people can turn that around, then at the end of the day, like, I, you know, it's not really failing. It's just another experience. It might be a negative one, but if you can overcome that, then you're smooth sailing. Yeah. Fail, failure is like fear. It's not real. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a bit of a harsh word, isn't it? It sounds so... There's so many negative com- connotations, connotations yeah. Failure, yeah. And, I th- yeah, just turn every negative situation or anything that people have called a failure into something positive or change the way you think or see it. And you, you don't have a failure. You've got a learning experience. It's mm. a bit, you know, it's a bit softer. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does sound a lot better. Um, I try not to think of that word because people do try to call me a failure when I do certain things. It's like, well, what are you failing at, man? Like, yeah. I might be failing in this, but I'm sure you're sucking at something else. Like, yeah. At least I can turn it into a positive situation to overcome that. Because when people start thinking about it too much, that's when they start getting depressed and down and want to do what I did and sit in my room for two days and cry. <laughs> like, what a waste of time. Like, go out and live a little. <laughs> There's more to life. A lot more to life than um, certain situations like that, I think. And it doesn't even last that long. Like, it doesn't last forever. Failure, if that's what you want to call it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Bit confusing, I don't know. <laughs> no, great. What is success? 
being happy, I'll just have to say that. Success is just, like I said, doing what you want. Um, whether it's right or wrong, you'll soon figure that out and change your ways to suit you again and make it better. And I think success for me, obviously at the moment, it's just staying healthy, running fast times, if I had to put it down to that. But it's different for everyone. Like some people think, you know, my sister, she's pretty laid back. Success to her is making a peanut butter and toast in the morning. Like she nails it. Good spread. Yes. She's got a good even spread technique. Like, But um, that's what I love is that everyone's got a different def- uh, definition for success. Like, you know, I'm sure you see on Instagram those million dollar homes and people just sitting there like this is living. I'm successful. But then, you know, I've watched documentaries of young kids in Africa who hunt for like for animals or whatever to eat and live and like going out looking for clean water and when they find that that's that to them that's what success is mm. and that's what brings me back I'm like well I can say I'm waking up every day with this amazing view I, I'm successful but I'm also grateful because not too many people can experience this mm-hmm. it's little things that in life that people can appreciate that make them feel like they've done something and I think that and probably helping other people I reckon that's what I think success is like you've obviously got to help yourself but if you can make someone else's day make them happy help out and make life easier for them that's pretty successful in itself because you don't know what they're going through like it sucks seeing people live on the streets but they're happy doing that but if I can provide to them and make them feel better I'd feel successful within myself because I've made someone else's day potentially they could have gone off and bought drugs or jumped off a bridge or whatever but you know you can change someone's day like that and Mm. I think that's pretty that's a successful job in its own like you know helping someone like that like you've got so many situations especially in Melbourne you do see it all the time where people are at the I don't know it's like they've had the last straw and this is it but someone might come along and change their day and I think that's another successful feat and I think that's awesome but you know you can have your personal goals and it might be a big house and a fast car cool you're successful but then you know I like to take it back to those young kids that are just finding water or you know being able to wake up and see that their mum's still alive kicking on that's successful friend of mine, um, Whitney Stacey, who's the first DSUF podcast, yeah. um, she has a non-for-profit um, where she like gets kids in Tanzania to go through schools. Yeah. Um, so she's been there a few times and she yeah. said like, you know, these kids have nothing. And yeah. like, they do like, they, you know, they look for clean water and yeah. they have to like, you know, they have to go and get food and all sort of stuff. But like, they're the most happiest and freest people Amazing, in the whole world. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they don't need anything at all. No. And they're just elated. They're yeah. so in love with life. It's incredible. Yeah. And that's what brings... I love it because it's like, well, why am I talking about the cafe being closed? <laughs> I can't get my coffee. Get off your ass and make it at home. Like, yeah. people... Some kids haven't even tried hot chocolate. Like, that's what makes me sad. So, I think it is coming back to that and just being grateful for what we've got. And I think that's success. Like, being born... Being able to live in Australia is pretty successful. Like, not too many people can come here and live happily and freely. Not too many people can come here at all. Mm. You, you know what I mean? And, oh, God, I would love to go to Tanzania. Just quickly, that would be fun. <laughs> Seriously, I love kids. She might be going back soon, so I can let her know. Oh, yeah, for sure. That yeah. would be awesome. Nice little end-of-year trip, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. What difference would you like to make in the world? Um, whew, that's a good one. What difference would I like to make? Oh, I'd have to... Obviously, I wish the whole world was vegan. <laughs> I would like to for that to be a bit of a diff... Like, I'd like to make a difference in that area. Um, you know, it's... I wish people just knew the impact it had on the environment. You've got people wanting to post quotes up about it, acting like they care, but until you actually take action, that's when anything's going to happen. Yeah. Don't just fake it. Like, yeah. that's just a waste of time. And that's probably my number one thing. That and just helping anyone that wants help, regardless of whether... 
it's got a negative effect on me. I mean, I've lived, I'm still living, but I can, I've ticked a lot of boxes in my life now where I can just say, well, I just want to help other people and give them some sort of experience. But the number one thing is to just educate people on veganism, I think. And I'm going to get laughed at. I don't really care until you actually research it and what it's about. Um, I guess then people might actually sit back and think, oh, well, maybe I should try and make a change. And, you know, like it's the smallest thing. People think, oh, well, if I go vegan, I'm not going to change the world. But it's like you're still saving one animal per day more than what you would have if you were eating meat. Um, you, someone else will catch on, they'll do it, and soon it has that domino effect. And people always say, but you're an athlete, how can you be a vegan? And it's like, well, mm. let's think about this. Since when was my career worth more than someone or something's life? Since when was any career worth more than life? That's just ridiculous. Since when was money worth more than life? Like, mm. without life, you wouldn't have all these things. Yeah. And um, that's just what I bring it down to. I could drop off the scale and go to 54 seconds, but I'm not going to give up my vegan diet just because I'm running 54 seconds. I just think that's a selfish act, putting yourself before the environment, before this earth, before the animals, and it's just ridiculous. So that's a change I would like to see, yeah. <laughs> is, um, you know, open a few cafes or something or Whole Foods. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice in Melbourne? Yeah. Have you been before? No. Oh, my God. It's in, um, per uh, not Perth, in America. This It's like a massive supermarket, organic stuff. So it's all just organic supermarket. Yeah, yeah cool. um, mostly vegan, vegetarian, yeah. um, and it's seriously incredible. If we had one in Melbourne or wherever in Australia, uh, I would be happy. I reckon, um, I reckon it's going to continue to grow yeah that, that raw slash vegan yeah um, culture that's growing mm. at the moment that's really good like more and more people are actually going vegan every day it's crazy because mm. it's something when i first started i thought oh i'll do it because i don't really eat that much meat anyway but i was like well if i'm going to do it i'd like to see other people do it um educated myself enough to know i'm doing the right thing and i just don't plan on changing what is your life about hmm <laughs> <laughs> my life <laughs> oh god I'm trying to think of like an appropriate answer <laughs> first few things that came to my head just <laughs> oh god um I'm an athlete <laughs> let's go um what is my life about um oh it's probably obviously I said it's obviously about athletics at the moment but it's I do want to run fast just to experience other things like going to certain functions, being able to party when I want to at the end of my career. And my life is just about fun. Seriously, like if I didn't find athletics fun, regardless of how fast I'm running, you wouldn't see me. Yeah. If I was bored, I'd be like, sayonara, I'm out. <laughs> I think that's definitely what my life is about. Just fun, learning, meeting new people. I love meeting new people. And I think that's all it is. Learning. You just got to try and get, gather as much information as you can because it's what's going to shape you as a person and it's exciting like sometimes my cognitive dissonance might kick in I'm just like no I'm not going to listen to any of that shit I'm out what'd you say your cognitive cognitive dissonance Explain <laughs> you that. know oh it's like you know how, how would I put this in someone has a belief that clashes with yours mm. and you know that there's their belief actually is what's right it's fact but you're not going to let it interfere with your belief that's okay. cognitive dissonance so i could say you know um i'm just trying to think of a vegan fact here one burger takes uh, it's too much you could shower for two months and waste as much water as it takes to make one burger wow. one beef burger wow. and people would be like yeah cool but i still like meat and no that's not actually right even though it says it on paper and it is right my cognitive cognitive dissonance is going to kick in and i'm still right anyway yeah it's like well shut up you're not right <laughs> um, and i i get that as well like i think everyone's got a bit of it in them because yeah. you do you grow up with these beliefs that you don't 
it's, it's like the way you are, it's the way you think, it's the way you've always thought. And that's what I love about learning is that I do, I used to have these beliefs and, you know, I used to think meat was the right thing to do. And now that I've learned enough, I know that that's not. And it's hard to come to terms with something that you've believed in for so long can just be changed. And but people just don't want to look like an idiot at the end of the day because yeah. I, I didn't want to look like an idiot. But I just thought, you know, big the bigger person. Like, there's more at stake than you looking like an idiot. I mean, animals are getting slaughtered and our environment is just going downhill. Mm. I don't know what's worse, feeling like a dickhead or mm. <laughs> saving the planet. Thing, isn't it? And people are probably like, well, you're an idiot right now. That's your cognitive dissonance. <laughs> I'm going to get hated after this. <laughs> but that's what life's about, just fun, learning and mainly fun actually let's be honest so i asked you then what's um what's your life about and you answered that great yeah um what's life about life oh it's different though it's different for everyone isn't it because we've all got our own lives i just like to see people doing what they want and within reason like i mean you've got some psychos that would be like oh yeah well i just want to slaughter the whole world right, right, right. mm-hmm. it's like well are you really like you said are you really value- valuing life that's no <laughs> definitely not no. like people that just want to go out and bomb these countries you're not valuing your own life being able to take away someone else's life, yeah how can you value your own life like, if you're willing to take, take away someone else's life yeah, so easily so easily and it's mm. not even one or two it's by the hundreds that's mm. what makes me sick like i just wish you know um, have you seen um, miss congeniality yeah world peace <laughs> what is life about? oh and world peace <laughs> But it is, it's like, let's just all kind of, it's not that hard to be nice. It's not that hard to love each other, regardless of your skin color, favorite color, religion, Mm. you know, where you live, where you come from, what your dad did. I just, that's, it just amazes me. Like people let their beliefs take over and want to hate the whole world for it. Yeah, for being different. For being different. Mm. Like it's incredible the way people judge others so easily. And it's like, hang on, look in the mirror and see yourself. If you're perfect, cool. But you're not. So what gives you the right to judge other people for certain mistakes that they've made? And I'm, I'm guilty of it. And I hate myself. Oh, I don't hate myself, but disappointed in myself for doing it. And it's something I try to fix every day is just not to judge other people, not to be insecure. And I think that's what I wish life was about, where we could all just be happy, all just live, regardless of what Joe Blow that you don't even know is doing. Why would you judge him if you don't even know him? Mm. Like it's hard one because there's so much going on this world is so big (laughs) you you know you've traveled the world different every country is different Different, and you experience different parts of life and that's why i said it shapes you as a person and that's why i just want world peace (laughs) yeah sandra bullock eat your heart out (laughs) cool so the last second last question is defining four words and these are the words i started with when i first started talking to you today um, which is determined spirit unquenchable faith so for you what does determined mean um determined means getting what i want like seriously i don't know determined that's oh i feel like these are like fast questions that you have to answer (laughs) determined staying focused i reckon you got to stay focused on what you want and making sure that you're not going to let anything get in the way of what you want you know, if it's the last donut and I want it, I'm getting it. Suck eggs, everyone else. Vegan eggs, I'm getting it. Um, if I want to get to that line first, I'm going to be determined to do it. Do you kind of get me? Yeah. And I think that's what it means is just making sure you get what you want at all costs. Mm-hmm. Within reason, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go and kill someone just because they've got the donut. Spirit? Spirit. Um, ooh, that's a good one. Was this Gandhi? It is Gandhi, yeah. Yeah, man, he's on another level. Uh, spirit. That's just giving heart, being true to yourself, I think. Um, it depends. Like, do you want to take this, ma- like, 
down a magical path, like where you've got dark spirits. <laughs> I don't really believe in. Oh, I mean, I might a little bit. I've researched it. It's kind of scary, but <laughs> scared of the dark, so that's why I won't. Um, I just think it means having a good heart, to be honest, because we're just bodies. Spirits are inside of us, and as long as you can do all the right things and in life, then it might take you to that higher density or whatever. If anyone's into that, um, so that's what it means. I think it's just. Just having that presence or that aura that when you walk into a room, people people can are attracted to you because they're like, well, that's a good person. You can just tell. You can just see it. It's like, you know, when you see someone just kind of glow, you're like, fuck, what is up with that? That's what being a good spirit is about, like ticking all those boxes with helping people, helping yourself, being happy. That when you do walk into a room, people can see that you are just on another level, basically, yeah. and living and, yeah, doing what you want. Cool. Yeah. Unquenchable? what yeah <laughs> that's a, how do i even answer well, that those like, words that a lot of people haven't put a lot of thought into no, no. like what answers did you get I, i'm not gonna um <laughs> that's actually a tough i was thinking about that before i'm like what johnny stephenson was like nah got no answer for you mate sorry <laughs> johnny steph um, give it a crack <laughs> yeah. um a lot of people came back to like a determined sort of thing yeah uh, or never giving up or being yeah. senseless yeah yeah i'll guess that could be it, I reckon, but hmm, unquenchable. Never giving up is a good one. Um, like you could take, oh, if you had to elaborate, I guess it is saying, you know, like with athletics, bringing it back to that, you're going to have shit days. Every athlete does. Um, people think, you know, the likes of Serena Williams just got there through being talented. It's like, no, she's had more shit days than mm. I've had driving to the supermarket, for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. And I think it is just staying focused, going back to determined, determination, staying focused in what you want and not letting anything get in the way. And, you know, you're going to have those bad days, but if you, you know, can make it through that, then you are, what, unquenchable? unquenchable. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. What an amazing word. Um, I think that's what it is. Just, yeah, never giving up. And literally, you've got to stay focused because if you know you're going to have to do a certain thing anyway, like I know I'm going to have to race this weekend, I might as well go in with a positive mindset rather than a negative mm. because it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Depends on how you attack it. Um, don't give up. Be unclenchable. You'll get there. And if you don't, try something else. Think of all the positives that did, did happen and then move on. Like, yeah. yeah. Faith? Faith. Belief, I think. That's just pure belief. Um, you know, being so... Well, being so in touch with yourself that you know what you're doing is right, you know you can get there. Um, having faith is a big one because sometimes I've got it, sometimes I'm having a shocking day and it just goes out the window. And I think that's a big trait to have and something to, a task, like a, something people need to try and practice is just believing in everything they're doing is right. And like I said, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not the end of the world. Like there's more going on in this world than me losing a race. I had faith in myself, but sometimes it's not always going to work. Mm. I'll, I'll literally, you know, I'll practice, practice, practice until I've got that faith again and then attack it again. You, what's the point in losing faith? Because then you're losing that part of your life. Like, yeah. And that's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. And the last question, how do you bake the perfect cake? How do I bake the perfect <laughs> cake? That's a funny question. Hang on, are you actually asking me how I bake the perfect cake or is this like... Dr. how do you want to answer it? Oh, I was just going to say, um, <laughs> I actually put it in the grill part. Oh, really? Literally. You grill your cakes? Oh, well, I don't put the grill on. Okay. Well, if you've got an oven and you've got the grill on top, like you don't have to open up the that extra latch. two separate sections? Yeah. yeah. Put it in the grill okay. and that's how you get the... Per I thought you were actually asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually... it. Nails it. You can ask anyone that I've ever baked for. So what you? That's what I do. You turn the, the bottom part, which is the oven, on. Yeah, and then put it in the grill. But you put the cake in the, in grill, the grill part. Yeah. Does it take longer to cook? 
No, I, this was a pure, this was a guess. I just thought that was part of the oven. Yeah. I thought that was the oven, and yeah, I was like, works. "Oh, heat rises. I'll chuck it there." And one day, um, well, my ex partner's mum was like, "Morgan, why is the cake in the grill?" The grill. I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm like, it's <laughs> heat rises. It's in the oven." She's like, "It's in the grill." Took it out. Best cake they've ever had. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I was meant. I thought you were actually asking what <laughs> is that a cake? Like that's a weird question to answer. Like, that's what I thought. You were speaking like literally, um, but if we're metaphorically speaking, yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty happy with that, like putting it in the try it. Let me know how you go. So let's say if we're gonna oh, say shit. if we're gonna say um, cake is life. Yeah. Do life differently. Do it differently every time. Every yeah. time you're gonna bake. Or sometimes don't even bake it. No. Yeah. Oh, hang have on. It raw. <laughs> yeah. Are you even born then? If cake is life. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's get too deep. Let's get deep. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly! Look at me. Um, that that's actually a good one to think about. I'd like to hear what people think about that one. Are you still? Are you even born if the cake is raw? <laughs> well, that could be another thing. Like if it's if if it is a raw cake and you're not going to bake it, then that just means you are so in touch with yourself because you didn't even have to go in the oven, mm. and you're going to be amazing anyway. Perfect anyway. Yeah. yeah. You just came out of. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's how to bake the perfect cake. Put whatever you want into it. Too high, too low, doesn't really matter. It's just what you want. Like if it's going to come out burnt, suck shit because it's going to be a shitty cake. Perfect. That's impossible because cakes are never perfect unless you put them in the grill. <laughs> um, undercooked. I actually like undercooked cake. Me too. Yeah, when mm. you st- it's just I know people hate the word moist, but when no, it's moist, like, it's great. Yeah, moist. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a great word. Who yeah, cares? just don't burn the cake. I hate it. Like dry and oh hard, yeah. god, the top is so hard. Yeah. it's disgusting. But try the grill one. <laughs> just end it on that. Put your cake in the grill. I want to know your answers. <laughs> <laughs> you can give that to Morgan Mitchell, right? <laughs> um. Thank you. And how do people find you and what you're up to? Um, oh, Instagram, I guess. Uh, Morgan Mitch, at Morgan Mitch. Yeah. Um, Snapchat's the exact same. Mm-hmm. You can send me love letters on my 12-year-old Hotmail if you want. Oh, yeah. I'm not even saying what my... Oh, my God. <laughs> you know when people are embarrassed? Mine's like next level. It's just... <laughs> I've got to delete it. <laughs> yeah. But it's locked at the moment. So <laughs> I have to wait until, like, I think the end of August. Right. Because I tried deleting it and I couldn't remember the password. That's a bad one. Um, Twitter, Morgan Mitch 2 um, otherwise, yeah, you can just follow Athletics Australia, I guess. You're all over Athletics oh, Australia. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> Give me a break, guys. <laughs> no, but yeah, probably just Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever. Facebook, don't bother writing me because I'm probably not going to accept. <laughs> I'm right. hardly on it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. And for your awesome <laughs> answers to the great questions. <laughs> yeah. No, they were great questions. I appreciate it. Well, there you have it that was the incredible morgan mitchell isn't she just a lot of fun yeah she's so funny and that that particular day on the gold coast was just beautiful and morgan was staying at this this spectacular house on the water um so it was just a a great day so thank you morgan for allowing me to interview you i really appreciate you so dsuf podcast listeners Thank you once again for tuning in and listening to this podcast. As I already mentioned, I really enjoyed interviewing Morgan Mitchell and I just, I know we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of her in the years to come and I wish her all the best throughout her athletics career and onwards. Now, I want to hear from you. 
DSUF podcast listeners, I want to hear from you. So please leave me some feedback wherever you are listening to this podcast from, be it on iTunes or the DSUF website or through SoundCloud. Please leave me some feedback. I want to hear from you guys. You can listen to this podcast, like I mentioned, through iTunes or the website and apps for TuneIn, SoundCloud and Stitcher. You can also subscribe on iTunes and on the DSUF website so that you can make sure not to miss out on any new episodes. Like always, you can find the show notes for this episode at the DSUF website by going to www.dsuf.net and searching for episode number six with Morgan Mitchell. Next time, I will have yet another amazing and inspiring, high-performing young person for you to listen to and to learn from. Until then, remember, a small body of determined spirits fired by an unquenchable faith in their mission can alter the course of history. Catch you next time and have a great day.